0: Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Noctis Point, Chapter 33. awoke suddenly to the sound of the apocalypse. He was in a darkened metal room, too cold, and his leg was blessedly numb in its cast. Somehow he was strapped into a flight seat. Whatever the noise was, it was deafening. A grinding noise, metal screaming, and distant explosions that sounded weirdly high-pitched. Hello? He said weakly. Clearing his throat, he tried again. Hello? Where am I? He sat up a bit more, rubbing at the saw point on his chest, where the belt's fastening had dug in. He closed his eyes and summoned up his SI, coating the room in blues and blacks. I'm in a shuttle, he realised, and sent his perception out further. Two women were stood looking at flat panels on a wall, soft screens, though he couldn't see the images. He narrowed his focus and looked at the taller of the two women. It was the princess. She pointed at something on one of the screens, then turned around and jogged towards the shuttle's hatch. As he dropped the thin skein of psychic vision, he felt the shuttle vibrate slightly as she came on board. "'You're awake!' she shouted over the cacophony. "'Can you walk?' "'Probably,' he replied, loosening the harness. "'Why?' "'You'll need to get out here,' she said. "'What's that sound?' "'You'll see.' Alex scowled and struggled to his feet. His first few steps ended in a stumble, as his foot had no feeling at all thanks to the cast, but he managed to maneuver his way out of the hatch and across the shuttle bay. I'm still on Mars, at least, he thought. The two women stood slightly to the side as he joined them. On the screens were a riot of color and movement. One of them was a view of a broadly curving landscape, the top of the dome, on which several black suited psychs were focusing their power on the fury above them. Ships, From tiny one-man fighters to massive juggernauts were coming down and hitting a wedge-shaped shield, visible only because of the effect it was having on the attackers. They were being sloughed off to either side, narrowly missing the dome. But it wasn't perfect. He could see several blackened and smoking dents in the dome, where they'd missed ships, or where the wedge had failed, and the largest ships were still to come. It was a weirdly arranged picture, with the ships pointing nose down towards the dome and a ring of destruction all around the site. ''Um,'' Alex said, not sure where to look. ''Your Highness.'' Without looking round, the princess said, ''Ariadne, we don't have time for formality.'' Alex nodded. ''What are they?'' ''Jovians. They must have been growing these ships for years,'' the princess said. She shook her head. ''They can't keep it up forever. I wouldn't have even thought that this was a tactic for them. There's nothing to suggest that they're suicidal, unless they're unmanned. Maybe these are just Jovian missiles.'' We've never seen anything that suggested they had a navy on this scale, though." The bombardment slowed, then stopped. The Sykes on the dome didn't move, though now that the smoke was beginning to clear, Alex could see two of them on their knees, a third being supported by the people on either side. "'The effort of maintaining the shield over the dome must be phenomenal,' he muttered. "'Who is that out there?' "'Faculty, mostly,' the other woman said. Alex watched as the largest ship moved into position over the wedge looks like trouble, she added. Something began to protrude from the ship, looking like a cross between a starfish and a missile. What is that? Before either of them could venture an answer, the starfish missile shot out of the nose of the ship. A flame caught at its back end and it powered down towards the shield. It passed through where the shield should be and carried on. The Sykes had just enough time to look up, for one or two to stumble backwards, before it slammed directly into them. A huge cloud of dust and shards of plastic glass were thrown up and several bodies went flying away like ragdolls. Alex stared at the destruction, feeling sick. The princess was already shouting into a small earpiece. Principal! Any of the people on the dome, do you copy? Are you there? As the dust cloud dissipated, Alex could see that the dome was still intact, though cracks were rapidly spreading from the impact site. The starfish had splayed its arms out and a bulbous shape was sticking up from the surface of the dome. Alex, right? Sarah said. He nodded. You got any idea what that thing is? It tore through the shield like... Like it was psych-proof, Ariadne said. A ghost. If they've properly weaponized the technology, this base is done. Alex looked closer at the screen. If I could get a look at it in the flesh, I might be able to tell you something about it, he said. But I'm not a scientist. This is only my first year here. Step back then, please. Ariadne said. Alex stumbled backwards a couple of steps, the cast on his leg making a slightly hollow noise, and he sank onto a nearby crate. As the two women began to talk quietly, Alex closed his eyes. Could he push his SI out that far? The room sprang into being, cold and dark, and he slowed his breathing as he pushed outwards, clearing his mind as much as possible. Every breath he took, he pushed the bubble outwards. A vent in the ceiling led to an access hatch, handily left open a crack. The room beyond that, above the shuttle bay, looked like a storage room. Shelves filled with boxes and cans, food, Alex realised, lined the walls. There was one door, locked. In frustration, Alex forced more power into his SI, filling the room to its corners. There, under the door, the tiniest of cracks where the metal didn't quite meet the floor, and he began to push himself under that. Like trying to shove a pillow through a mouse hole. Alex forced his SI into the corridor beyond. As soon as enough of his perception was in the corridor, Alex pushed on, out another doorway and out into the quad. The Sykes were there, in groups, some holding weapons, and he pushed outwards still, seeing Natasha holding a long gun with several power packs sticking out from its barrel, and Kingly holding what looked like a sword made of caged lightning. Alex drew back and upwards. Aware that a dull headache, threatening sharper pain, was beating at his head, he let his SI rise up to meet the dome, seeking the cracks. It was easier this time to push himself through, as though shoving the tortured soap bubble of his SI out this far had thinned it somehow. The device was like a hole in his Psyche, visible only because of the way it warped and pulled at his vision. It pulsed with a strange energy, centered on a mass of thick material at its core. The energy wasn't unlike a Psyche's sphere of influence, and he watched as it expanded, contracted, in and out like a heartbeat. Without any warning, it expanded and kept on going. The energy washed over Alex's point of view on the edge of his SI and he flinched. It grew, encompassing the top of the dome and Alex retreated back inside. Down below, he could sense students and faculty alike preparing to meet the invasion, to hurl things at the ships, to immolate flesh and bone, to form shields to keep the oxygen in a while longer. Each one was like a little light of psych, some burning more brightly than others. As the alien field, invisible to the naked eye, reached them, their lights suddenly flickered out. Pieces of stone clattered to the ground, fire snapped out. One unlucky pair of Sykes who had been floating, ready to fly up and engage in person, plummeted to the ground and landed with a sickening snap. They lay still. Alex could only watch in rising panic, as one by one, every Sykes power was stripped away, replaced by a void. The field, spherical in shape, roared across the campus and Alex suddenly realised that it could only be seconds before it reached him. He reined in his SI, back through the corridors, the storage room, into the vent and opened his eyes. "'They've neutralised all the psychs!' he shouted. Ariadne and Sarah turned around. "'That thing is an anti-psych field!' He brought up his SI again and the field was there, moving more slowly now, coming through the wall. "'It's in the room!' He saw both Ariadne and Sarah turn in confusion, seeing nothing, and then the field washed over him, past him, and he screamed in panic. You've been listening to chapter 33 of my novel Noctis Point. For more episodes and blogging about writing, why not check out stevecookfiction.com.